0: This is the Retirement Coffee Talk podcast, a look at the financial issues facing investors and those getting ready for retirement. And now, founder and CEO of Zinnia Wealth Management, Sharice Rivers, and co-host, Randy Cook. About two or three weeks ago, we, we covered a story where Susie came out and said, if you're putting money in a 401k, you are crazy. And so we handled that one. Well, she's not done yet. <laughs> she came out this past week and she said, you know, that rule of thumb of 60-40 stocks to bonds, that is dead. And here's what she said.
1: Actually, 60-40 is dead. It should probably be 75-25 stocks, believe it or not. Stocks, if you also have enough cash to get you you by.
0: Oh, there's the qualifier right there at the end. Mm -hmm. But anyway, so when somebody says 60-40, I get that. She says 75-25. So she thinks you should be more at risk in the market. But then at the end, she says, if you have enough cash on the sidelines. So let's kind of go through that. Do you believe that the 60-40 portfolio is dead?
1: Yes, do I ever. I actually kind of created something myself. I call it this 60 uh, 20 portfolio. And what she's trying to tell you is that, hey, if you put 40% of your money into bonds, uh, sorry, you're not going to survive retirement because bonds are looking like moving forward uh, that they might barely beat inflation rates. So she's thinking, well, to hedge that, let's put more money into the market where we're going to have bigger losses, a little less into the bonds and have cash on the side. That is a darn terrible plan if you're nearing or in retirement. Mm-hmm. If you're younger great plan. But when you're like that retirement red zone five years before retirement, I would not do that plan. I mean, and that's, and you know, she speaks for the masses because she can't tell you your individual story right then and there, of course. So it's for, you know, the masses who are listening. So, and that's why you come to us so we can really dial in so we can show you what your picture looks like, depending on your age. And so this reminds me of an appointment I just had uh, with somebody who came in and they really did have it figured out. They were really smart, but they wanted to make sure they had it all figured out. So they wanted me to paint the picture for them. What does it look like if they did it their way? And so basically they said, they, you know, they sat with Fisher Investments and they sat with the insurance company and they sat with another advisor and they said they'd been sitting, listening to me for a long time. And somebody referred them to me and said, you gotta go see her and said, she's just different. And when I, it was all said and done, He basically said, Sharice, I love your process. I like how you are continuing to educate off radio and helping me understand the plan. He's like, it's not cookie cutter. He's like, it's like you do a little bit of all the things that I sat down with three other advisors. Like one advisor said all money in the market. That was Fisher. One advisor said all insurance products. One advisor, they didn't even know what they were doing. He said it was just stock picking. And he's like, you do actually all three of them. So why would I go with any one of them that's just doing cookie cutter, when you're doing them all, and you're kind of fitting it in as part of the plan, I said, ah, Somebody got the message. Music to my ears. (laughs) And I said, well, that's my point. Sometimes I don't convey that very well. But, you know, we talk about the stock jock versus the insurance agent. And you know, the the stock jock versus the investment advisor or fiduciary. And, you know, they're two different people. They do two different things. And so I I like to say, you know, we do a combination of things. But here's the deal. Here was what his plan is. He's like, worst case, Sharice, I just manage my own money. And I do the 60-40 and I pull 6% off my portfolio. And he says, Sharice, all I have to do is average 7% while I'm in retirement. And that's when I knew right away, he actually didn't have it all figured out. I said, Okay, let's go back through history. From 2000 to 2019, you know, the S&P average with all the ups and downs, right around 6%. So we went through a really great time period. And if you think the next 19 years are gonna be exactly like that, you still fail, because you're telling me you need an average of 7%. when We only average really 6%. Mm. And then I had to bring out my S&P 500 chart. And I said, now you see 2000, 2001, 2002. I said, can you imagine taking money out of your portfolio during that time when you're expecting an average of 7% and it going back up? And then here's 2007, 8, 9. And I showed him the down market during that period. And it's like, now you're pulling money out again. Can you see where this could get really painful when you're living off your dollars to, you know, pay for your travels and your gas bill and the groceries and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then how it unfolds and it doesn't really work out. He says, Okay, I see that. But he said, here's the dilemma. He's like, Sharice, I need 6% of my portfolio to live on. I went, Whoa, I said, well, you're not even following the darn four percent rule he's like no i need more money so this is why i have to average he is forcing himself to average seven percent because dave ramsey said if you put all your money in a mutual fund you're average 10 percent over the next 10 to 20 years that is not a true statement either people so you need to remember there's all these famous people out there and they're talking for the masses and you have to individualize this for your situation and particularly but let me give you an example he had social security coming in with a small pension He needed $36,000 more. So we're going to do some math here. Okay, let's do the math. This is how I do it in the office. He needed $36,000 more to cover his budget. You know, all the little things that are important and a little bit of travel. And he only had $600,000 left to live on. So he was going to take 6% of his $600,000. That's $36,000 a year. That's exactly what he needed to add to his Social Security and smaller pension to cover his full budget. So I said, okay. so let's just say that that is it. And the very next year after you retired, the knife falls through the floor and the market goes down. But you only lose 20%, maybe because you're a little bit more conservative. But his portfolio said he'd actually lose 36, by the way. Mm -hmm. But I said, what if you only lost 20%? Well, your $600,000 went to $480,000 because you lost 20%. And you had to take 6% the year prior to get 36000 but you know how much you need this year to get that $36,000 that you need to pay the gas at the gas pump and all these? He's like, well, how much? I was like, you have to pull 7.5% out. And I pointed back at that S&P 500 chart. I'm like, remember here's 2000, market went down 20%. What if the second year, it didn't go down, but it didn't go up, it just stayed there. It was a lucky year, didn't move. You still had to take $36,000 out well, guess what? Now your account is down to four hundred and forty-four thousand because you subtract thirty-six thousand from your last fall out of the market crash in four eighty. You're at four hundred and forty-four thousand. You have to pull eight point two five percent of your dollars out of there. Now you're left with a around $400,000.
0: And he's going to run out of money pretty quickly
1: here. Yes. And, and then let's just say, well, Charisse, well, the next year the market has to go up. I'm like, yeah, let's look at that exact example, what happened in the market. And after year three, the market went up 30%. So now your $400,000 went up to 520000 but you still had to take $36,000 out, which means you had to pull 7% out. You're not even close to this 4% rule. Now you're back down to $484,000. I said, so this is the thing that I... I call sequence of return risk. This is how people run out of money. And you do not experience it until the day you've retired. And I know I've been hounding on this on the radio lately, but I've seen so many horror stories lately about people hemorrhaging dollars right now because they're having to live on it while the market is still down. And we don't know when it's going to get back to even. And it's stressful. I mean, I see the fear in people's eyes, Randy, when people come in, and they're just like, Okay, tell me what to do. I've messed up. Um, what's the next plan of action? I should have come in sooner. And there's some people who are already coming in beforehand saying, I don't want that to happen to me. You told me a story last week. I don't want that happening. Let's get to work now. Let's do the math. I I'm coining the phrase, let's do the math because that is it. That's what it's all about.
0: Thanks for listening to the retirement coffee talk podcast.